shooting out sparks over 38 states, the Canadian plains, and the tequila fields of Mexico. A program most deserving of a grand introduction. The Nocturnal Journal. The talk of the town. WGN Radio 720. With your guide, Dave Hoekstra. Daytime turns me off and I don't Welcome to Nocturnal Journal. Ro Coleman producing tonight. Ro, we're in for a great show. This woman knows how to sing. I'm excited. Yeah. In the studio, we have uh, Jody Lewis. I already forgot how I. Maybe it was in Springfield when I met you, but I want to. I want to read this uh, from. This is from your website, World Magazine Online. Uh, this is. This says it all. Really, she populates her songs with characters that duck responsibility, drink too much, and are nearly. Always left high and dry, but they have a rueful humor as well. <laughs> thanks for coming down tonight, Jody. Hi, thanks for having me, Dave. So, um, talk about your history. I mean, you, you're from uh, an area of the country that I'm kind of familiar with, outside of Springfield, Missouri. So, talk about uh, where you're from and how you got into music. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Osceola, Missouri, which is in the Missouri Ozarks. It's a little town of about 800 people, and. Um, I always loved music. My granddad was a lead guitar player in a band who traveled around a bit. And um, I uh, met my husband, moved to Chicago, and I've been here for 20 years trying to be part of the Chicago scene. And is your husband from the Missouri area? No, we met in college. He's from uh, Cincinnati. And where did you go to college? In St. Louis at Washington University. Washington University. I want to get back to your grandfather because we want to talk about Rodney Dillard and oh, all yeah. that. But um, was there music around the house? I mean, your yeah. grandfather, other people? Yeah, yeah. My granddad um, always had his guitar with him at Christmas. We would sing carols. Um, um, and then when he was older, he kind of settled down a little bit and played with this gospel band in town. And so he would let me come when I was 14, 15, and we'd do Patsy Cline and uh, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey, stuff like that. Osceola, what, what, what is, how big is it? Um, how far is it from Springfield? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 800 people about, 850 maybe, and it's about 60 miles north of Springfield, right where the Sac and the Osage Rivers meet. Really? 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 <laughs> yeah, that's its claim to fame. And it has a cheese factory there. It does? Yep. And what did your folks do? Uh, my mom worked as an administrative assistant in a, in a doctor's office, and my dad was a telephone lineman. Really? And uh, so would you, you were, we were talking before the show. I mean, you'd go to Springfield for a good time. Yeah, there was, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing else around. So if you wanted to go to the mall or a movie or a restaurant, even fast food, you'd go to Springfield. Yeah. And um, so... When did you decide you want to pursue music? I mean, when did you start playing music seriously? Uh, I always loved music. I sang from the time I was really little, and I took uh, piano lessons actually at a serious, um, a serious studio. Um, but I wanted to make sure I had a job I could get out of Osceola and move somewhere else. So I studied engineering in college. Um, but even when I was working as an engineer, I wanted to be like a starving musician. So when my first daughter was born, I quit that job and um, bought a guitar. So I didn't know how to play the guitar before that, or and I really hadn't written any of my own music. And you were, uh, I think, the fast, you were a chemical engineer. Yeah. Yep. So what does that mean? What did you do? <laughs> 
All right, now I don't blood. I think I worked for like the two most hated companies in the world, but I, <laughs> I worked for Monsanto in their R and D department doing research and development. Yeah, yeah, yeah for um, their sweetener division. They did uh, aspartame, and uh, then I worked for Clorox here on the south side of Chicago in a plant. We made bleach. And so, tell the listeners, like, what was the day? I'm just curious about this. What was the day like? Uh, Did you have time to think about other things like music? Or, yeah, what was was your day like when you were, especially here in Chicago? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed those jobs. They were different from one another. Monsanto was much more cushy and um, there was a lot more money and a lot more travel. And uh, then in, at Clorox, you know, I wore a hard hat and a safety goggles and was working in the plant where we were actually manufacturing stuff. But I really did like it. Yeah. What'd you like about it? Well, um, I always liked math and science a lot. I liked working with the, there were a lot of different kinds of people, especially in the plant that that I worked with and got to know pretty well. Um, and I liked making stuff, you know, um, I, I did. Now, when you say making stuff, that's kind of where I was going with it. Um, were there any applications you learned in that field in terms of putting things together that would equate with putting a song? You, you see where I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe project uh, project management. Uh-huh. I did a lot of that. And um, when you, I mean, so far, I've, I've uh, had to <clears throat> do my own booking and my own tour management and my own project management. So maybe that, maybe I got some practice doing that in the engineering world. What was it like then when you came when you came to Chicago twenty years ago? Yep, twenty um, years. And was and it was to, to play too. I mean, um, or when did playing come in come into play? Yeah, that. I mean, I did really really love music, but I was working full time as an engineer, so I wasn't playing much. I sang at church. I played the piano at church. What um, church was this? This was uh, Covenant Presbyterian in Bucktown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I wasn't playing out or anything. And then, like I said, when, when my first daughter was born, my husband bought me a guitar and I started messing around and trying to write and I would play open mics all around the North side, um, and met some other people and it start, kind of started from there. Like who'd you meet and how'd you get gigs? I mean, I know you play the old town school a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I called around a lot of people. The first the first club to ever give me a gig, like a, a bigger gig, was the Abbey Pub, okay. which I saw there opening up again after that fire. I did a story on them for the Sun Times oh, when really? they were well, they were doing the uh, re- that, that show. What's that TV show um, about um, bar bar rescue or something like that? Oh, they, they were yeah, fixing yeah, yeah. that bar. Really, up. I yeah. didn't. I never saw yeah. that yeah. that episode. I really liked that place. That was the first place that gave me a shot. So I played at the Abbey. Um, I used to stalk Robbie Folks a lot. I would go and hear him play and ask him to come and hear me play. And finally he did, and then we we became friends. Or He's on your first record? Yeah, he was so Whiskey nice. Halo. He was so nice to play on that, on that record. And when did that come out? That was 2014. And, um, okay, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and hear the title track from your current record. All right, great. Okay, okay. so don't go away on Nocturnal Journal with Jody Lewis on WGN. If you drive for 80 miles southwest of Highway 44 
to those Ozark woods where outside folks don't stay. There's a cliff called Buzzard's Bluff where we would lie on high ground and watch the birds below circle round their prey. We would pray, we would pray, and there ain't nobody's gonna run in here and save me. And heaven knows I can't say myself. I've got no more tears, and I've got nothing left to take in. You know the dead don't ever call for help. It was eighteen miles to town, another mile to Congress Hill. Spent our childhood locked inside a double wide. No neighbor ever knocked, and no one looked us in the eye. It's no one's business what goes on inside. Inside goes on inside, and there ain't nobody's gonna run in here and save me. And heaven knows I can't save myself. I've got no more tears, and I've got nothing left to take in. You know the dead don't ever call for help. I used to pray to be a bird and fly away. Not one time or two, but every single day. And everyone may look the other way, but I know what happened. God knows what happened, and there ain't nobody's gonna run in here and save me. And heaven knows I can't save myself. I've got no more tears, and I've got nothing left to take in. You know the dead don't. Jody Lewis, that's Buzzard's Bluff. Title track. That's right. The latest record. Real place. Yeah, it's a real bluff about mm, maybe 25 miles from my house where I grew up. And why'd you decide to write about it? Well, um, that place is was a special place to me. My sister and I used to go there. Uh, my dad would take us there. It was 
really remote. You had to hike for a ways off the gravel road, and it was beautiful. But there were always buzzards um, flying around, just, you know, tens, 10, 20 buzzards uh, kind of circling around. And so even though it was beautiful, it also f- had like an ominous, ominous feeling to it. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there are a lot of things about my experience growing up in the Ozarks that are like that. There's a lot of beauty there, but there's also kind of a, a little ominous darkness there as well. In that little documentary we did, I know you've seen it, um, but I didn't meet you till after we were done with it. I know. You would have been I, great for it. Yeah, I didn't even know that it existed, but I watched it. I loved it. Oh, thank you. When, yeah. we, when, we, do, <laughs> when we do the DVD division, we'll do it. We'll do extra. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one thing people, people say, and I, I was telling you before the show, I've probably been to your, your neck of the woods there now like 30 mm-hmm. times, but people have said it's in the dock. It's mysterious there. It's kind of a mystery. Yeah, it is. It is. I read one uh, one time that um, the Ozarks were populated during the Great Migration, but the people who stayed in the Ozarks were the ones who just gave up and didn't didn't continue on west, and they just uh, stayed there and waited waited for the sadness to arrive. Wow, <laughs> is what I, I think wow. that author said. Yeah, you're such a great writer. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, like you know, I, I was following along here. Um, you know, uh, it's about the uh, we spent our childhood locked in a, inside a double wide. No neighbor ever knocked, and no one looked us in the eye. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was the experience of a few people, maybe a lot of people that I that I knew. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, everyone minds their own business. It's no, you know, you don't ask what's going on inside your neighbor's house, and you don't intervene in any way. So when you, um, so you obviously write from memory. Yeah. And you obviously have keen, I've listened to the record, you have keen observational powers. I, I think about John Prine, and I, when we talked to Prine, and uh, he, he almost is almost like a journalist in the way he writes some of those songs, you know? Like, and uh, So do you have this observational approach to, to what you do? Well, I don't know. I mean, John Prine is amazing. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I try to. Because on Buzzer's Bluff, there's other songs. We're, we're going to hear Missouri uh, after the news. But um, why is Sense of Place so, so so important to you? Well, I mean, the older I get, the more I understand how a place, you know, shapes who you are. Mm-hmm. So I lived there for about 20 years, and I've lived here for about 20 years. And, um, you know, Chicago is much different than the Ozarks, but I think that... Um, no matter how long I've been here, there's still part of the Ozarks that's inside me that, um, you know, informs who I am. Um, that will always be there, and uh, yeah. it's it's significant. Isn't that a fun drive? It is. But, it, but uh, how long does it take you? It takes me about seven. Yeah, about seven. A lot of times I stop in St. Louis. That's what my, I do too. Yeah, my sister lives there, so I love to see her. And then you rest, and then go on. Right. Exactly. I stop and go to Euclid Records. Oh, yeah. Of Euclid. course, yeah. Just, it's right near where I went to school. Yeah, right. Yeah. I go upstairs and get, like, oddball vinyls. So. Yeah, that's a great That's a great shop. That's a, that's a great place. Um, so give us so, how people can find this record. Give us all the information <clears throat> on the website and all that stuff. Yeah, well, the website's just my name. I, my parents spelled it weird. I don't know why. J-O-D-E-E. JodyLewis.com. Uh, you can get it there. You can get it on all the normal outlets like uh, Apple Music, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. Um, You've got a gig coming up 
for our listeners in Austin? Oh, yeah. Actually, it's uh, Dripping Springs, which I think is about a 20-minute drive from Austin. There's a, a festival out there I'm going to play. I think I have like six shows out there next weekend. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Not Austin, Minnesota. No. <laughs> yeah, Austin, Texas. And you just finished a 100-date tour across the U.S.? Yeah, I, yeah. That's a lot more than I usually travel. I have three kids um, that I also take care of, and so they're a little older now. So my husband and I decided we'd try to do 100 dates, um, and I just finished it in, well, I guess in May of this of this uh, calendar year, yeah. Now, your husband, does he, like, work with you? I mean, is he, like, a manager or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. He does manage the children a lot when yeah, I'm away, though. So that's he, probably, I mean, that's a that's a lot of work. I really appreciate it. He's really supportive like that. Now, um, what's it like to go on the road with this? Now, I saw you, uh, that, I'd heard about you, but I saw you in, in Springfield at the... Um, at the uh, Queen City Shout. It's yeah. like their little South by Southwest. Yep. Nice little, it was a great little venue you played at. Yeah, I loved it there. That's the first time I've been to that festival, but I you know, I told everybody about it. Everybody should go. Such a great cause, too. Yeah, it is. It goes to charity, local charity. So what's it like when you take this out and, and people hear these songs about where you're from? Um, it's good. I, f- I do feel like a lot of people relate to it. Sometimes, because some of the places are real, it's... Um, it can be a little intense or awkward to play them in my hometown or yeah. in Springfield or really close by, and people are like, what is this about? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I want to tell them, and sometimes I, I don't really want to. You're going to hang around for a little bit longer? Yeah, for We've sure. We've got a few more songs? Definitely. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after the news later with uh, Jody Lewis and more songs from Buzzard's Bluff on WGN. My father's ashes lie Hidden deep within Missouri woods Beneath the green spireland and tree Where the whippoorwill sings But all my children know are the city sounds through their bedroom window And they will never grieve What you would have meant to them Misery, misery Where the Ozark mountains roll when my wandering has ended Won't you show me my way home? All these years have come and gone But time and miles cannot erase how I feel you deep inside my bones Where I was born and raised Misery, misery Where the Ozark mountains roll When my wandering 
Every time I hear that, <laughs> it's, like, it's Jody Lewis. That's Missouri from uh, Buzzard's Bluff. Um, man, I bought this from you at uh, when I saw you in Springfield. And I yeah. played this on the way driving back to Chicago, and it's a song just it, it just gets me every time I hear it. Oh, thanks. Um, talk about it. You told me a little bit when I uh, yeah. I um, I was thinking about my dad. He died eleven years ago this summer, and. Um, you know, I always wished that my kids could know him. And I was thinking about that and thinking about how um, they couldn't even really be properly sad because they don't really know what they're missing. Um, and then when I started thinking about him, he's really tied to Missouri for me. So it kind of just turned into a love song for the whole the whole state. <laughs> yeah. And what, have they heard it back home? Yeah. Yeah. People tend to like that song a lot. There's actually a video that we put some still pictures of uh, people from Osceola, my family, and people that I did not receive media releases from. <laughs> but so far, no one's complained about it. So. And where can people, is there a way people can see that? Sure. You can see it on my website. There's a link, I think, there, or on my YouTube channel, which is just Jody Lewis Music. And spell Jody. Yeah, J O D E E Jody. Okay. Um, you know, we played that little Tanya Tucker. She's a she's a friend of the show. Um, yeah, I love her. <laughs> but uh, it made me think. It wasn't on my list of questions. Um, have you spent time in Nashville? Do you do you go song pitching in there? I know you're busy. You got three kids and a husband, and you're traveling. But do you do you have any relationship with Nashville? I don't really. I play there when I you know when I'm traveling around. I will I will play there, but I don't. I don't really. I there's a friend actually that I grew up with who works at, who has worked in the business. Um, her name is Tia Goins. She grew up with me in Osceola, so that's um, that's a connection and that's been fun um, to see what she's doing. But besides that, I I really don't. Um, and all the years I was covering country music, it seems like the profile. I'm just off the top of my head, Casey Musgraves. I mean, the profile for women in country music seems to be getting. Higher is that? Would that be accurate to say that? Is you're hearing more women on whatever radio formats there are today for country music? And <laughs> I don't know. I I really do think there are some great um, women who are in country music. I sometimes though, when I'm listening to mainstream country radio, I I like to count how many men I hear in a row, and and sometimes it's ten or eleven before you hear a woman played. So I I mean I don't know. It seems like they're not played nearly enough to me. But. When you were um, when you were growing up and you wanted to sing, and when you came to Chicago, were there any women that? Um, I mean, you can say I hear maybe some early Dolly in you. I hear some Emmy Lou, but were there any women you emulated, um, especially in phrasing and delivery and stuff like that? Yeah, I loved Dolly Parton. I yeah. I learned to sing everything she ever put out for sure, and I do really like Emmy Lou Harris and. Um, 
I really, I mean, he's not a woman, but my favorite favorite is Merle Haggard. Oh, I love Haggard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're big Haggard fans. Yeah, my so. middle daughter's name is Lila Merle, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you like Haggs so much? I don't know. He he seemed to just uh, tell the truth. He, he, did, he, said it, he said it just right. Plus, he has a great voice. Yeah. I read a biography that he wrote one time. I don't, I don't, I think he shouldn't have, uh, he wasn't a good author. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he had a little, we can say this, because he, he had a little fling with Tanya Tucker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, she said, um, when we did the segment with her, um, that um, I went to Nashville. I flew down there just, well, my brother lives there, but I went down there just to see that Haggard tribute show they did a couple years ago, right after he died. They mm-hmm. did that at the... Um, the big arena down there where the where the hockey team plays but um tanya said she's doing a haggard tribute record really yeah oh yeah. that's so nice yeah. I, that'll be that'll be great yeah um i wanted to go back a little bit you didn't and i didn't know this you had a band when you came to chicago was that or where was the band at the spares oh yeah that was uh, no i i met that band here in chicago that was uh, i played around with uh with them for you know the first few years that i was playing music what type of music was that it wasn't like Americana. It had more probably of a blues influence, whereas my stuff now maybe is more of a honky-tonk influence, Americana honky-tonk. Has your style, has your direction changed at all since you, you moved to Chicago? Um, I, don't, I don't know that it has. I mean, I hope, hopefully I have you know, gotten better as a musician and as a writer, but I really do love like old country music, and I still really love it. Yeah. Did you watch any of the Ken? I didn't see any of the Ken Burns thing. I'm saving it all, I yeah. think. I, yeah, I, I really, really want to watch it. I've heard such great things. Have you watched it? No, I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, I'm anxious. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, I mean, was there, was there music like that around the house? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar, small town. It's uh, oldies country, oldies country. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did, did your parents have any records? Yeah. They had a, a vinyl record player, and we we listened. We would uh, dance around the living room and lip sync and all that stuff. Me and my sister and brother and our friends. Yeah. Now you're working on a new record. Well, okay. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to write for it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that after this break. Sure. And you got one more song. I'd like to squeeze in too. Yeah. But we'll you see. Want. We'll okay. see. We'll see what we can do. So don't go away on Nocturnal Journal with Jody Lewis. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. The phone board, the phone boards are lighting up. <laughs> okay, well, I hope that's not. I hope that's good. Uh, Buzzer's Bluff is the name of the record. Jody Lewis in the studio. Thanks so much for coming down on oh, the Saturday night. Me. Before the break, we were talking about you kind of putting stuff together for a sacred album. So talk about that. Yeah, um, my fiddle player and I. Her name is Katie Abernathy. Uh, we've been talking for about a year, um, and both of us have written a fair number of sacred songs. And um, we do them when we're out. We we try to put some in every set at least. And uh, so people are always, you know, often asking about that. But a lot of them aren't recorded, or they're on, you know, different albums. And so um, we're we're planning hopefully in the next 12 months to get started on recording that and there's one i mean the redeemed of the lord is on the current record yeah katie wrote that song and there's another sacred song on the current record called uh, though the flood may rise Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and uh 
not to be pimping our documentary on the on the air here, but I mean, I found that so true in Springfield, and Springfield reminded me a little bit of uh, of in the in the region reminded me a little bit about Memphis. I love Memphis as a music center, and all the things, all the times I've been to Memphis, and the people I've talked to in Memphis. Um, Religion is such a, a big part of the music scene in Memphis, and the birth of rock and roll. And of course, it played into Elvis. It certainly played into Jerry Lee Lewis. And they would tell me in Memphis years ago. I mean, there's a church in every corner. So then I go to Springfield, Missouri, and I hear the same thing: a church in every corner. And yeah. so, is that is that part of your DNA there? And I mean, is there church singing? Did you sing in the church in, as a kid? I mean, talk about just influence the formative influence of, of church in, in, a, in a musician. Yeah, I did. I sang in church all the time, and I played the piano in church all the time. And I, um, you know, that's, I don't think there are a lot of other places where you can go and sing with a group of people. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of like community singing around besides the church, um, at least, you know, in the Ozarks or where I grew up. And so that was really meaningful to me. And I, I mean, that was, I don't think there, I think for a lot of people, that's the only place that a child growing up would have a chance to to participate in music in that way and so yeah it becomes um a big part of of what you learn and and the group of songs that you know and then that influences you as you start to write did you have siblings yeah i have uh, two younger siblings a sister amy and a brother caleb did you sing with them I did. Um, they both have good, really good voices, though they won't admit it. And one time we recorded this uh, hymn in three-part harmony, but they—I think they've stolen the recording, and they won't let mm-hmm. me. They won't let me play it. I don't know why, because really they can sing. I mean, blood harmonies. You know? uh, yeah. Oh, the, people have gone along. I, I love the. Uh, well, you like old music. I love the Leuven Brothers. Oh. You know them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had Springfield-style cashew chicken? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, Leong's. Uh, we went there all the time with the tea. And the, I did not know that it was a thing until I was an adult because I didn't eat any other type of cashew chicken. So I just thought that was cashew chicken. It's a great story. Yeah. They've been on the show. Mm-hmm. Actually, we did a whole. I'm just obsessed with the whole cashew chicken thing. It is crazy. And I, I saw it was in part of the documentary. Yeah, too. it's not yeah. as much as I wanted to do. I wanted to do like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. So, um, you're, this song, talk, why don't you set this up? We've kind of jumped into the other song, so this is called Nothing Ever Really Changes, so why don't you set it up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this song, I was, uh, I was, I wrote this song on a morning before school. Um, we were kind of having a family fight, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, something has to change, and I thought of all the drastic things we could do. Um but I ended up writing this song called Nothing Ever Really Changes, which isn't very hopeful, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both quit our jobs so we could spend more time together swore off red meat and cigarettes so we could live forever we sold our home and bought a little cottage by the lake but nothing ever really changes anyway nothing ever really changes Get up and- 
Jody Lewis, that's from uh, Buzzard's Blues. The, the track after that is a cigarette song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, again, uh, how can people, somebody just tuned in, how can people find this? Oh, you can find it at my website, uh, jodylewis.com. That's my name is spelled weird, J-O-D-E-E, Lewis. Um, or you can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, all those, all those normal things. Um, you, we were talking about uh, influences. Now, talk about... Um, you toured a bit with John McEwen. Oh, yeah, so talk, recently. Yeah, so talk about, tell, tell listeners who John is. Uh, John McEwen is, uh, he was a member of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and he was involved in making the those famous records, I think from 72 or something, uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, mm-hmm. where um, they had just toured Russia as a kind of a rock band, really young, and then they got all of these famous people together together. Um, to play a record, mm. Merle Travis, um, uh, Mother Maybell Carter, yeah. tons of people um, played on that record. So it was, I mean, I loved that record growing up. And um, he was coming to do a show to promote kind of the anniversary of the record. And he was playing at the Old Town School of Folk Music. So they asked me to come. And there were no other women singing on the show. So I got to come and uh, be like a... Uh, do a Mother Maybell cameo, and it was great. It was really fun. So John asked me to play several more shows with them around Chicago, and we played in Green Bay and a couple other places. So that was really fun for me. And I, I realized that's when I realized that he was good friends with Rodney Dillard, um, of the who, Dillards, yeah, of the Dillards, um, who my granddad really admired and was greatly influenced by. So that was that was really special for me. I, I wish. I, I wish my granddad um, had been, you know, around to know about that because he would have been very excited. <laughs> um, did you ask him questions about that record? Oh, yeah, I mean, he talked about it all the time. Yeah. Actually, it was a it was a video. Um, there was a video that played behind it, and they would they had, um, you know, taken video of the actual recording of those records, and so they would play clips of them, and then we would do the song. Um, that they were, had been discussing, and it was it was really cool. 
We got about, what do you think, Ro? We got about four minutes left. I'm going to like try to squeeze one more song in. We can it's, go for it. Uh, I really, really uh, appreciate you coming down. You're so easy to work with. You have no entourage or anything. <laughs> took the I'm train in, man. just I'm carrying your guitar. <laughs> so we're going to play out. Um, uh, so play out with this. Um, thank you for coming down. Thank you so much Jody for having Willis. me. I really, I really loved being here. Thank you. And uh, thanks, Ro Coleman, for your production. And why don't you set up the song and uh, we'll play till fifty nine, so we can you can stretch it a little bit. All okay. right. All right. So yeah, and if you want to set it up a little bit, that'll take thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is. Um Gosh, these are all kind of depressing songs. I guess that's the way. Well, it you is. came to the right place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can hear it in a minute, but it's about uh, you know being in a house or growing up in a house that never really felt like a home and trying to deal with that as as an adult. <laughs> Thanks, Jody Lewis. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> When I wake up now, my eyes are clear And every day I remind myself you're not here And I tell myself that you'll never hurt me again Then I get out of bed and pretend And it's hard to face the truth of And it's hard to know how deep this sorrow goes And it's hard to forget what happened In a house that was never a home
true.